your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. we got a fun episode for you today. Opening night is slowly approaching us. It's on Saturday, so we're going to talk about the opening night roster. We're also going to talk about hometown boy Brady Kachuk signing a brand new contract with the Ottawa Senators. And we're going to talk about a lot more fun stuff, but Josh, we're going to talk about opening night right now. So the lineup came out. Jim Thomas tweeted today that it's going to be Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron on the first line, Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen, Pavel Buchnevich on the second line, James Neal, Robert Thomas, and Vladimir Tarasenko on the third line, and Jake Neighbors, Tyler Bozak, and Ivan Barbashev on the fourth line. So kind of hearing those names uh, solidified as the opening night roster against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I don't know if a lot of you have heard, uh, but I know Josh and I were talking about it before the episode. Gabriel Landeskog has been suspended for the Blues' first game of the season, so we won't have to go up against him uh, after a free agent C period that almost saw him come to the Blues. Uh, there was talks, and it sounded like, the, sounded like the Blues were interested. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think if he went away from Colorado, he would have came here. Um, but he didn't. They signed him back. But, Josh, what are your thoughts about this team and this roster uh, going into night one of the regular season? Look, I, I think that this forward core might be the the deepest forward core we've seen on a St. Louis Blues team ever since I've been watching. Um, maybe. I don't know. I saw that look on your face. Maybe maybe a little bit of a spicy take there. I think it's a different uh it's a different vibe, right? It's a different sort of I depth. Mean, like I think that there are players on this team, like more skill players deeper down the roster on this team. I think if you look back at like 2018, 2019, there were, it was a lot more traditional depth. Like you had a third line of, of, of two-way players and a fourth line of grinders. This team's got four lines of guys who can score the puck. It's different. I, I think you could definitely argue that there are past teams that had more traditional depth, like in terms of matchups and all that. But I don't think there's a single line uh, on the ice that's just gonna be where the offense goes to die like we've seen in the past like we've seen three guys go out there battle for the puck a little bit and then they hop off the ice every once in a while they create an odd man rush to get a goal but I think every single line on the ice is going to create matchup problems for the opponent in some way shape or form whether it's the first line with that superstar talent um, or even the second and third line with with players that are a lot better than players on a lot of teams second and third lines and then that fourth line comes out and you you know you typically expect to see like I said grinders and and that sort of thing and you got Tyler Bozak one of the best bottom six centers in the NHL uh, had one of the hottest uh, ends to the season last year um, and Jake Neighbors who who knows what his potential is but with the way that he's been getting hyped up in training camp could be a huge matchup problem on that fourth line if teams are matching up their fourth lines against that and Jake Neighbors is a dynamic skill player playing against uh you know, fourth liners could be a huge mashup problem. And not to mention that third line is deadly. I'm, I'm excited. That's got to be one of the best third lines in the league for sure. But I think, I think we've been talking about it all off season and it's going to kind of come to fruition uh, on Saturday, but every off season, I feel like you talk about all the ifs surrounding a team. It's like if Ryan O'Reilly continues his success, if David Perron 
somehow continues to defy uh, father time and keeps producing at the clip that he is. If Robert Thomas can bounce back after a season that had so many injuries, if Vladimir Tarasenko can bounce back after a crazy chaotic off season uh, and a bunch of shoulder surgeries, if Jake neighbors can come in and be the player that it sounds like Craig Berube is expecting him to be. If Tyler Bozak uh, can continue the success that he had last season, which by the way, uh, I think there was an old tweet a while ago, but he was fifth on the blues in scoring, so fifth in points um, after he came back from the injury last season, the Mark Stone hit. So he's continuing to defy the odds in terms of age. Ivan Barbashev has looked fantastic this preseason, uh, and he's still very young. But I think the big thing here for me to kind of bank on the Blues' success, I think first two lines is basically kind of what you expect from the St. Louis Blues. They're always going to roll out uh, two scoring lines, and they're going to be highly productive. But I think the difference of whether this team will be not only a playoff team but go far in the playoffs uh, is when it comes to the third and fourth lines because 2019, that was the biggest thing, was depth. And now, like you're talking about, like a lot of people are talking about, uh, I saw Pete Blackburn say this is a sneaky good lineup, and I don't even think it's sneaky. It's a ridiculously good lineup because you're rolling four deep. I think the last episode we talked about, you've got a first line, two seconds, and a third. Mm -hmm. How many teams can say that? So I think, like you said, Jake Neighbors is kind of an enigma, but he could absolutely be a mismatch if he provides scoring potential on a fourth line, as well as being that threat of a grinder and doing all the things that you expect from a fourth liner. But that third line, do if Robert Thomas, you literally um, took the next point out of my mind. I was if Robert Thomas, if he returns to form of what we expect from him, which this preseason it looked like he did. He was one of the top scorers on the team. That third line, James Neal was one of the. And James Neal was one of the top scorers as well. If Robert Thomas can revitalize James Neal's career and Vladimir Tarasenko's career at the same time on the same line, this team is going to be an absolute wagon. Well, think about it. You got you got Robert Thomas who can seemingly thread the needle on any pass whatsoever, and then two of the best you know goal scorers at their respective positions. At least maybe not James Neal anymore, but. Two really strong goal scorers on the wing in Vladimir Tarasenko and James Neal. Um, just huge potential there for him to build up his confidence in the passing game. You know, sliding it over to James Neal and that quick wrist shot, that quick snapshot, um, and Tarasenko as well. Obviously, with the circumstances of James Neal being a PTO guy and who knows what's up with Tarasenko, I don't know if that's going to be the line for the long term, um, those three, but what a way for thomas to start building some confidence in his playmaking than to play with two of the two of the best veteran goal scorers in this league exactly and so josh and i are getting very excited for opening night i'm sure you guys at home are getting excited for opening night so you're going to need some energy to help you propel through that so you got to check out our friends over at built bar because built bar has so many delicious flavors there's something for everyone uh, when you talk to a built bar fan everyone kind of has their idea of what their favorite flavor is obviously on the show, I talk about it time and time again. Mine is raspberry cheesecake. It was a limited edition. But they do also just have normal raspberry, which is also fantastic. Uh, they have coconut cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and like I laid, like I said, so many limited edition ones. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein in every bar, calories ranging from only 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams 
of net carbs. And like I said, they're all amazing flavors, all tasty and all good for you. So go to built.com, use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the hometown boy, Brady Kachuk getting a fat payday with the Ottawa Senators. So don't go anywhere. All right, Josh. So it was reported earlier today that the time has finally come. Uh, both sides have kind of put their rifles down, put their arms down, and said, "Hey, let's bring back Thumbboy, Mini Walt, if you will, Brady Kachuk to the Ottawa Senators, seven years for fifty-seven point five million. That's an average annual value of eight point two. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about this signing? Uh, not only from a Blues fan standpoint, because we can talk about that all day long." Uh, but how do you feel about it uh, from a hockey standpoint? And do you foresee uh, Brady Kachuk being named captain this season? Yeah, I, I think I think the the writings on the tea leaves for that one. Um, Senators are an organization that's needed some identity for a long time. Um, things have been very rocky in Ottawa for the last decade or so, pretty much ever since that that near cup run that they had going it's the wet the wheels have absolutely fallen off the wagon for the ottawa senators and i always have a soft spot um in my heart for most of the canadian teams just because those fans are so passionate they deserve to see good hockey and we haven't had a canadian team win a stanley cup in 20 plus years so uh i'm always gonna be a little sympathetic empathetic towards um the canadian teams and seeing a team like ottawa a fan base that has suffered so much get a potential generational talent, a guy like Brady Kachuk, but, and a guy that clearly loves the game. Um, great locker room guy, great team guy, and just an overall great player to have on your team. It was, it was tough to see him go through those negotiations. You know, you didn't want him to sit out any of the season because he's such a fun player to watch. So seeing them lock him up, um, as much as it's painful to know that we're not going to get our pipe dream of the Kachuk brothers on the same line with Robert Thomas in the middle, unfortunately, oh, no. we're, we're going to have to wait a couple years on that one, but no, it's great. I, I think, um, the Kachuk family is, has a long, uh, long way to go in this sport. It's going to be a family name that's going to be uh, talked about for a long time. And Brady and Matthew are just starting to uh, carve their way into the lore of the NHL. And I'm excited to see what Brady can do. Uh, Matthew as well. I hope we can see some uh, matchups between the two of them this year. Um, now that Brady's got the the bag, it should be it should be interesting. I'm excited. Matthew is a noted uh, big Tom Brady fan, so I'm sure. Uh, you guys will have something to talk about that in the event that you ever meet. But I will say, so Tom Brady. Yeah, bro, a little elbow, elbow jab. Yeah. Um, but no, what I will say about Brady Kachuk is obviously think the world of him as a hockey player. He deserves every bit of that money. I do think, because there was kind of speculation about whether him wanting a bridge deal and Ottawa wanting to lock him up long-term. Um, so I think even as much as, he loves Ottawa for taking a chance and like drafting him. And uh, obviously every player wants to have that story of playing for one team their entire career. But I do think there's some kind of, he doesn't feel as great about Ottawa's ability to rebuild and eventually get to contender status as uh, I'm sure a lot of hockey fans feel that same way. So I think even though he's signed for seven years, I think in the event that you get to, year five, year six, and Ottawa is still a bottom feeder. I would not be surprised in the slightest to uh, hear Brady Kachuk 
back in trade talks again or hear that he kind of wants out of Ottawa. Because at the end of the day, if you're a guy like Brady, if you're a guy like Matthew, you love the game of hockey, uh, you love St. Louis, but you also love winning too. So I don't think anyone wants to play, especially a guy that talented wants to play for a franchise that's uh, consistently at the bottom of the standing. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens in terms of that regard. But I do think he's going to uh, evolve into not only – a fantastic player, but a superstar in this league. Kind of what we talked about last episode uh, with ESPN doing all the coverage that they do. I mean, even uh, his his announcement of the signing today uh, was really cool. The, I think it was the yeah, Joker that he posted here, the gift, and here we go. we go. Oh, great! great yeah, job. and then Matthew Matthew quote tweeted it too, and did his own little um, recap on it. So I think, um, like we said this entire season and especially now that we've actually gotten a taste of it ESPN is doing wonders for this league and I think ESPN didn't even really have anything to do with that right but I feel like the players now have an idea that they're being supported in their coverage and that I, I think ESPN wants them to become superstars, yeah I think right? I think that they're excited at the prospect of sort of that the NBA treatment um Obviously, it's tough because the NBA is a very superstar-driven league. There's, you know, one guy per team. But, you saw, I mean, I don't know if you were watching TNT yesterday, but they had a whole bit where Paul Bissonnette was calling up, um, you know, the the, the, um, the the TikTok trend where you call someone and you go, hey, oh, sorry, I can't talk right now. Oh, yeah. He was doing that. The he called, time, he yeah. called up Patty Maroon. So they're turning, they're turning Patty Maroon into a face of this league. Um you know, Ryan Reeves has gotten his fair share. So it's not just the big superstars. And that's the thing that's unique about the NHL is is that that's sort of that hockey culture. It's it's every single guy in that locker room is probably one of the funniest people you would ever meet in your life. Just because that's 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 the hockey culture. You got a lot of funny, funny people in that locker room. So starting to get a taste of that. Um, maybe seeing guys that you didn't really think had the biggest personality, the biggest voice, all of a sudden cracking jokes and stuff. Um, it's awesome. I mean they put Charles Barkley into goalie gear on TNT. And that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And that was the first TNT broadcast this year. Who knows? The sky is the limit. And I think the players are excited about that. Yeah. You had the greatest player of all time ripping shots on Charles Barkley uh, with minimal padding. I think that was hilarious. He, he and also put, having, he, having, he puts the pad on the first one. He goes, so where's my five hole? Everyone always says I should watch my five hole. Where is yeah. that? <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? And Panger actually told him, watch your five hole. Or I know you said show him the five hole and then close it. Real He's like, fast. what does that mean? Uh, so, yeah, so just great advice from Panger. But I think also uh, it was the Blues that tweeted out like, what kind of content would you guys like to see? Uh, and they tweeted it out in the off season. One of the biggest things I wanted to see uh, was mic'd up players because I feel like hockey has kind of dabbled in that for a while now. Um, but it's been mostly like individual teams and like practices and like uh, I think the avalanche did it when they played Vegas Golden Knights in the outdoor game like stuff like that was cool but it wasn't very prevalent ESPN said let's mic up five players in the first two days and like i think uh, it was Mark Andre Fleury was mic'd up when a when a shot rang off the post and he goes woo and immediately rubs it does his does his little it's thing great. Pat Maroon was mic'd up TJ Oshie was mic'd up. like you're getting all of the guys who have that superstar potential that has kind of always been talked about in like athletic articles and like in circles of hockey, but never talked about in broad daylight or on social media or uh, on an actual broadcast, like the way that it should be. And I think ESPN's diving into yeah, that right the, now. Like I said, the sky is the limit. Um, ESPN broadcast is great. Uh, the camera angles are seamless. That, you know, see that drone shot that they did? It felt like you, were, I felt like I was like, 
you know, on the ice during that. It, it's they clearly know what they're doing. And the other element of it is they're not just dipping their toes in. They're they're going full throttle right away. There, there's no hesitation. Like, oh, we've never covered hockey before. What should we do? It, it, there's there's no hesitation. They're saying we're confident that this is going to work. We're going to – they're kind of shoving it down our throats a little bit. And I love that because I'm so yeah. used to hockey marketing being timid and passive and, like, seeing, like, one David Pasternak Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Now they're, like, doing TikTok trends and putting Charles Barkley in goalie gear and – Miking up players during the game. It's aggressive marketing, and I love it. It's what I didn't know I've been missing with hockey for so long. It's gotten me so much more excited. I'm not one that typically just sits down and throws on Blue Jackets Coyotes. But tonight, they were on, and I'm like, screw it. There's more hockey on. I- I'll watch that. It's It's gotten me excited, and I would consider myself a very passionate fan. I can only imagine what it's doing towards the casual fans or maybe people that haven't really even considered watching hockey before. I literally just subscribed to ESPN Plus yesterday, uh, and I found out that there's a quad feed. So it splits your TV into four sections, and you can watch four hockey games at once. So it's safe to How say that— How does one acquire this quad feed? I, you just go on the shows and then you go back and I don't I don't really know but I do know that ESPN is back and better than ever and so is Bet Online because all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season and all eyes are on the ice as well like I just said you got a quad feed going for the NHL season as well so as always Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football and NHL hockey action this season with a new updated site and interface. Even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football and hockey. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports at Bet Online, where the game starts. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about hockey. We're going to talk about Alexander Ovechkin, oh, yeah. a record-breaking performance, and uh, all the things that we've loved about this season so far and our early takeaways. So don't go anywhere. All right, Josh, so Alexander Ovechkin, a lot of people were wondering if he was going to break uh, Wayne Gretzky's goal record. It seems like he's kind of on pace in two or three seasons if he does play that long. Uh, and they were like, you know, he's starting off the season with a little bit of an injury. Uh, maybe that's father time knocking on the door and he won't be as successful this season. And first game, uh, pots two of them to, to pass up Marcel Dion. And he's 10 away from Brett Hull, Blues legend. So uh, do you think that Alexander Ovechkin breaks uh, the overall goals record and what kind of season are you expecting from him? Yeah, I I do. I forget who said it on the broadcast the other day, Um, but they're basically uh, reiterating what the Capitals GM said. And I believe Ovechkin just signed a five-year deal to take him until he's 41 or something like that. Um, And I think the Caps GM said something along the lines of, he's not going to say that he signed this deal to break Gretzky's record in in the next five years. But he signed this deal to break Gretzky's record in the next five years. Obviously, Ovechkin's a humble guy. Um, he's not going to go out there and say it. But he knows it is one of, you know, if you went back 10 or so years and looked at full hockey form, where people say, oh, what are the most unbreakable records in sports? Gretzky's name gets thrown up there all the time. This is one of those records that I think was deemed unbreakable. And the fact that we're watching a player of 
Alex Ovechkin with Alex Ovechkin's gravity get this close, um, you know, and after having won a Stanley Cup and you know, be after playing with the same team for his entire career, it is truly storybook. Um, and I really hope that he breaks the record, and I think that he does. Um, I think he stays healthy. I think that he he stays consistent. He doesn't need speed or skill or finesse to score goals. He just stands in one spot and rifles them. And you know what? If goalies were going to figure out how to stop that The spot, goals that he scored the other night, they looked like speed, skill, and finesse too. So, but I he mean, doesn't even need twice that. twice as dangerous. But if, exactly. if goalies could stop that signature shot, they would have figured it out by now. He's been in the league for <laughs> 16 years, something like that. He's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, I look forward to the day that he breaks the record. Um, I hope that I can be in the DC area where I go to school for it, uh, because it would be awesome to be around Caps fans for that. Um, that would be it's sweet. a huge moment in the history of hockey, and it continues to um, reiterate upon the fact that the game is going to keep growing. And ESPN has already been doing a phenomenal job with the Ovechkin goal chase coverage, and we're still a couple of years away. So who knows the sort of presentation we'll see if and when that record does happen. I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I know. I'm hoping it happens on an ESPN broadcast. But uh, mm-hmm. th- uh, speaking of making history, <clears throat> Seattle Kraken made history with their first inaugural game. Um, Josh, what were your takeaways from the Seattle Kraken? Obviously, it's not the result you want uh, to start the season off, but Vegas is a very good team mm-hmm. in going 4-3 to three against them. I think there were a lot of takeaways from this game. Vince Dunn got an assist on the first ever Kraken goal. We thought Jaden Schwartz had the second uh, but it was attributed to someone else. But he got an assist as well. So uh, what are your takeaways from watching the Seattle Kraken? And uh, how do you feel about Philip Grubauer? First of all, nicest away uniforms in the sport. Um, Easily. Absolutely Clean gorgeous. As hell. I'm tempted to buy one. Um, I want to buy one. Abs- I might get the home, mm-hmm. actually. I want both. I can't wait till they come out with a third jersey or something. Uh, no, but I mean, it was exciting to oh, watch. Um I think the Vegas pregame show was great as always. That barn looks unreal. The cracking on the ice, like that graphic mm-hmm. that was going, and then the Golden Knight mm-hmm. was slaying it, dude. So cool. Oh yeah, that felt like a playoff game, that environment. Um watching the the live band and they had the UFC fighter ringing the bell and all that. Oh, it it got me so hyped up. And then going to see the Seattle Kraken out there um present a you know, a good on ice product with those gorgeous uniforms. It got me excited about hockey. I've been so, you know, senior year, it hasn't really set into me. Oh, yeah, hockey season's rolling around. But now all of a sudden, all these games are showing the ESPN broadcast, Seattle Kraken, all different elements are just getting me psyched for this season of hockey. Um, I'm planning on watching plenty of Kraken games. Uh, I think that they're a really entertaining team. They got great uniforms. I think Philip Grubauer is going to do a really good job there. And that Pacific Division is so weak. I would not be surprised to see the Kraken make a push for the playoffs. I wouldn't be su- surprised to see him make a push for the playoffs, but I I do think uh, – I don't know if Grubauer is going to get exposed. That seems like a harsh way of saying it, but I, I do think uh, they're going to have to rely on him a lot more than he was relied on in Colorado, and he might struggle because of that. But like you said, dude, cleanest of ways in the league – they got to be top five in terms of cl- and cleanest homes. Uh, so right off the jump, the jerseys are fantastic. Uh, from what I've seen of the stadium, the stadium looks incredible. Uh, they're just doing everything right right now. And like I said, obviously you'd love to start off the season with a win against the Vegas Golden Knights, but I do think 
they kind of established a little rivalry because their socials were going at each other. Uh, and being the two new kids on the block, how can you not have a preset rivalry, you know? So uh, I think I'm with you that as much as I've loved this early stretch of the hockey season so far, it hasn't really kicked in yet that the season has started. And I think on Saturday when the Blues play, uh, that switch is going to be flipped especially since we're playing against Colorado after what they just did to us in the playoffs. If we win, I am going to be so obnoxious. Uh, But what else is obnoxious is it sounds like we're out of time. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to and smash that subscribe bell on YouTube. That way you never miss an episode and you can listen to us live uh, like you are right now. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12-15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.